Welcome to Everything Imaginable, the podcast for curious minds from KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I'm your host, Gary Cacciolillo, and today we are lucky to have Bobby Vogel on our show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So um, how did you get into this, um, you know, the, the mediumship and the healing and all the things that you do? Clairvoyance. Yeah. So I... You know, there's so many words, so I've kind of narrowed it to, you know, medical intuitive is one, clairvoyant, healer. So I I was a real estate agent. I've had a lot of different lives in this life, but... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. The, the one right before this, I was actually a top producing real estate agent in San Francisco Bay Area uh, for 18 years. And I moved myself, I'm in a short, it's a short version, but you know, I did very well there. And I moved myself to Venice beach, uh, California after some, you know, I needed a change and, and I always wanted to live there. I'm born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. So I always dreamt of living, you know, on the beach in California. And, um, I moved there, uh, to Venice, I had this uh, a bunch of deals closing. This investor started investing um, in in uh, Hancock Park in in Los Angeles to flip properties, and so I had about two hundred thousand dollars of commission coming. And I thought, what better time to relocate than now? You know, so I can have a bit of you know time to get my business up and running in LA. Well, I moved there and she bailed on all the deals, um, uh, even though they were all cash, no, you uh-huh. know, so, um, and then I, I have a, an adopted son who's now 18, who, you know, due to the circumstances of his birth has had a pretty hard time. Um, he, I adopted him at 14 months. And so he, um, had some real big challenges and I started not being able to really go to work and one thing led to another and I was facing homelessness and uh that it happened it all happened fairly quick um and I had to leave my Mercedes-Benz in a parking lot to be you know repossessed and my son was off the chain and I had a sheriff sticker on the door and I was like what the fuck (laughs) is going on you know like and it became unbearable to me. Both my parents, have, you know, are on the other side, passed away. I had no family. No, I didn't know many people. And um, L.A. can actually be pretty hardcore if you don't have a lot of money, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, I just, I came up with a suicide plan, you know, because I was terrified and I just I couldn't help my son I nothing I was doing was working anymore you know people used to call me Midas in San Francisco because I just I was just so successful at at the real estate was effortless and I couldn't I couldn't fix I couldn't figure out what was going on and I couldn't fix it and so um and I had you know a life of an adopted kid and I've had plenty of you know thank god powerful woundings that have empowered me um, to now be sitting here. But I just 
heard myself screaming one day, like, God fucking help me, literally. And I didn't even understand that I, I heard my own voice saying it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, like, I literally was like, whoa. And I said, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm so exhausted and distraught, like, and terrified. And I can't live I can't live on the street. You know, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm scared. And in this emotional pain. And then I heard, this is like, you know, heard myself answer to like my peeps, all this. And I could sort of see them. And I said, I just don't know what it is. I'm supposed to be healing. What is it? I'm not trying to get out of doing it, but I don't know what it is. I've tried so hard. I've done so much work and I, you know, I just, please show me what it is and I'll do it. And how do I heal it? And, and why am I here? And then, and there was like five days away from following through with my plan. And I said to them, look, I'm not like, you know, I'm not giving God non-denominational an ultimatum here, but I'm going to leave, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yo God, I'm serious. Right. Like, and I want you, like, if I am such a piece of shit, if I have done so wrong here so far that I just need to come home and reset, I'm okay with that. Because I know that I've done the best that I can, but I, but I don't understand why this is happening. I, I, am I this bad? Am I this shitty? Am I this? And I believed this, you know, and I said, so if I'm supposed to stay here and my life can be different than this, then I need you to show me, I need you to intervene or I'm coming home. Right. So I kind of did give an ultimatum, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and that was on a Wednesday, Saturday, somebody came into town that I hadn't seen for years and, she, and I didn't share my circumstances, which was so interesting because I didn't care anymore. I didn't want to talk about it. I was at peace. And she randomly said, hey, have you heard of Agape, which is Michael Beckwith's non-denominational spiritual community. And I, uh -huh. I thought it was a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So you I was a Mexican restaurant here called that. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't interested because I didn't even have money to eat, you know, much less go to a, a new Mexican restaurant in L.A. of all places. <laughs> and... Um, she said, no, it's this, you know, Michael Beck with from the secret. And I'm like, I didn't know the secret either. I didn't know anything. And so I found myself Sunday morning. That was Saturday, Sunday morning. I, I grabbed my laptop and literally like there was a sticker, a sheriff sticker on my front door of this apartment, which I'd lived in homes for years. And I Googled it and I, I don't know what made me do it, but I Googled it and I saw that there was a, it, you know, happening in 20 minutes. So I grabbed my son and I was getting in the car. We went to Agape. I, and I sat in back and there was like 2000 people in the room. I was like, wow, this might go back. <laughs> it must be something else, you know? And I sat in the back and within 30 seconds, I had my face in my hands and my t-shirt was soaking wet with these tears of like grat like joy sad grateful like all these emotions because I knew that what because I now understand he's channeling God right but I I didn't know but I heard 
exactly my circumstances, exactly my emotions, my fears, everything that I had talked to God about, he was channeling the support and the answers. And I was like, there's no way this fits all 2000 people in this room. Right. right. So I knew I asked, tell me if I'm supposed to stay or not. And then I got my answer. And I wow. knew in that moment, it brought me to faith, you know, mm -hmm. that I was surrounded, supported and helped. I didn't know where it was going to lead, but I knew I needed to stay. So it, 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 it well, saved my life. And <laughs> Yeah. And so I started just, I started on this healing journey and being just following, connecting with my peeps and God and talking to them and like everyday journaling and just asking, you know, lead me towards life purpose. And I did ayahuasca. Um, uh -huh. That was life changing. And that's where I learned, like, I re-experienced every single trauma that I had ever experienced as a kid. And I came, the sun started coming up and, and I was like, are these my hands? Like I looked at the shaman and I was not out of it anymore. I wasn't, uh -huh. you know, but I was like, are these my hands? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, so I'm alive? And he said, yeah. And I went, why? Because I literally was like, after what I had just experienced for eight hours, I was like, wow, that kid made it through a lot. How come? You know, and he said, good question. And from that day, I was like, there must be such a powerful reason why I'm still here. What is that? And this is, I, then I started just being, you know, taught how to that you know how I communicate and that I needed to start being in service to other people and you know that's the short version of it believe it or not and people started showing up with medical issues and I was like are you guys serious <laughs> really <laughs> like how do I do that because I'm spirit taught so I don't read books I don't watch other people's you know because I know what my relationship is with my peeps and God, and that is who I, I, I am taught. And I understand that whatever it is I need to know, I'm going to be told. Uh -huh. And I was even given the name etheric medicine. I didn't even, I had to Google it to know what etheric meant. And I was like, wow, that's pretty much what I've been doing, etheric medicine. And that's how... So I just, every day I go through that, I ask how, who can I help and how can I help them? Wow. And I keep getting up leveled and uh -huh. yeah, it's pretty cool. That's an amazing story. Like how like you're like just at that rock bottom brink and then synchronicity just intervened and, and lifted you back up at the right moment yep. and, and brought you right into your life's purpose. Yep. And I had to, you know, things seemingly got worse, you know, cause I did get evicted. I did, you know, go with no place to live. I, I experienced all of those things after that, but I wasn't scared. It was it's just a moment because I have faith, right? Cause I was stripped of everything but faith. 
I didn't no longer had this, you know, these homes that I had in the bit, you know, in the car and the this and the and the success. And I had to come home like to self and 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 faith and go from that place. So every day I would walk up and down Venice Beach with my journal. I would go to the same lifeguard station every day and I'd sit there. And I would just write and say, you guys, what's next? How do it? And I would take one day at a time and I literally would just walk in faith and keep asking, but I would start seeing what looked like miracles. Uh-huh. And they're not miracles. It's really, it's just what's possible for all of us, you know, but we look at, we look at, um, we look at these things as coincidence or as you said, synchronicity or whatever, mm-hmm. everything, there's divine timing in everything you know? Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't feel too good when you're in the middle. (laughs) Oh, hell no. No. But it can feel a lot better. Look, it could have been, it could have been way, it could have felt way worse for me, but it's almost like, it's hard to explain. I sort of, I literally knew that I was like rolling deep with my peeps because things, it was undeniable the stuff that started unfolding. Right. It kind of reminds me of like that Janis Joplin song, like freedom is uh, when you have nothing else to lose, yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You and know, sometimes not everybody has to get to that place. I did, but that's because little did I know this was the purpose I signed up for all along. Yeah. So I had to be, I, I my soul signed up to go through all of it my whole childhood, the experience of abandonment, like we sign up and then it's hard for people to really understand. We sign up for all of it before we come in and get amnesia. Right. Sometimes I, I, I read about like, you know, how we sign up for, for certain lives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder like, what was I thinking when I signed up for this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, right. It's, it's like, you know, you know, like for me, I know, wow, I am a badass. I signed up for a lot of stuff. But you see, our um, our soul does that because we understand at our highest level of consciousness before we come in and we take our human body. And like I said, we have amnesia. I, I filled my basket with wounds, right? Because I understand as, and the truth is, at our highest level, we understand that wounds are tools for transcendence. Our soul, if so, I really wanted to transcend in this lifetime, right? So I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna fill my basket. <laughs> you threw it on. <laughs> yeah, because on my own soul's behalf, right? So that's it's like like a for instance, you know, because we, we are genderless on the other side and, and we don't have words. We, one of my wounds was abandonment. This is an example, and so the soul on the other side who's now called my birth mother steps forward and says in order to be in service to your soul's transcendence i will come in and create the wound of abandonment on your soul's behalf because see without the wound i don't have a tool for transcendence right so i at the time i'm like oh my god thank you so much what a what a huge gift you know sacrifice Yes, yeah, certainly that's going to create wounding for, for, for her, this soul. And, but then my peeps, my guides and say, 
you're not going to be stoked when you get down there and you get, <laughs> you know, abandoned among all the other things you just signed up for because you're not going to remember who you are. You're not going to remember that the, all of this is on your behalf, your soul's behalf. And you're going to be victimized and powerless and wounded. And then you're going to behave out of those wounds in a certain way, which is going to bring even more shitty experiences, <laughs> you know, on top of the ones you chose. So, you know, and then we, we sign up for our, our beautiful life purpose in collaboration with God, non-denominational. I'll say that a hundred times. We, and we're happy about it. And it's already there. We, so the one thing that I, that I help people with as well is like understanding, yo, you don't have to go scratch and figure out what your life purpose is and go in every, try to kick every door down or create one. Just ask what it is that you signed up for and ask to be guided to it. Right. I, I find for myself, like the less I try, the better things work out. Yeah. You know, that's faith. Yeah. Like it's when I, when I started like working really hard at something and like right away, like there's a sign that something's wrong. Cause I'm having to work at it. Yeah. Kick a door down. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a actually a CEO of um, a nursing company. She was trying for three years to get this app up and running and and um, she came to me through somebody referred her and I, this was before the pandemic. And one of the funniest things you just reminded me of this is like spirit showed her because I see everything in pictures or get feeling in my body, whatever, where I hear words just depends, but they showed me this really long hallway and the client, there were a bunch of doors all down the hallway but she was all the way at the end on the right. And she was like trying to get that one door to open. And she was obsessing, <laughs> you know, double hand and freak, you know, like sweating and ain't full of anxiety, trying to get that door open when there were a whole bunch of other ones that she couldn't even see. And so spirit was like, get your hands off the door. <laughs> <laughs> Step back. Step back and look down the hall. Try all of them. Yeah, that would have been my impression too, is just to, to walk down and try them all and see which one opens. Right. Sometimes you got to, you know, huh, give it a little jiggle. But definitely if you've got like your foot on the wall and two hands on a, let it go. You know? It's not your, it's not it's your not door. The, it's not the right door. <laughs> Get away from the door. <laughs> you know? People can spend years trying to get the wrong door open, you know, right. and, and when we rely on, on our peeps and, and God, and it's like, Hey, they're just not in bodies. We're the same, but we're the ones that had the courage this time, at least to come in and take a body, but they're the, the level of guidance and they'll part the seas for us, but we have to ask, but that's what's available. And it's just the truth. Whether you believe it or not, it's still true. Right. So you may as well start relying on it. Right. I'm kind of funny. Like I, I never ask what I do is I look, I look for the opportunity. I, 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 I try to be 
aware of what's going on around me. Nice. Look for those coincidences and synchronicities and follow those. Nice. And sometimes, and this is probably a, a paranoid thing, but I'm afraid to ask sometimes because I don't know what the right thing is. There's been so many times in my life where I thought I knew what I wanted and what was meant for me. And I was so far off track. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, you seem fine now, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the cool thing is like, hey, you know, because, right, like when I first hung up my real estate license, they're, they're saying to bring this up because it's a prime example. I mean, 18 years of the real estate license, that's a lot, you know, there's a lot of teachings, a lot of extra, you know, like hours you need to do. Like, so I hung on to my license, but I was also doing sessions with people, but I was doing it out of my home. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't think I should be having people in the home, especially with medical conditions, because, you know, there's a lot of darkness that comes in with that kind of stuff. And that's a whole other story, but like vibrationally and, you know, energetically and even, you know, entity wise, like there's, you know, because there's emotional, there's an emo, there's a emotional wound at the core of every physical illness across the board. Like that's every, every illness I've dealt with, whether it's a past life thing or whatever. So I was understanding, I think it's time to like go, I don't know, how do you do this? You get a space, like, do you go, like, I don't know, I've been a realtor, I have no idea, and then a paramedic before that, right? So I didn't have to figure it out. So I said to, to Spirit, I was like, all right, I'm understanding that it's time for me to like possibly hang up my real estate license and like go work in a clinic. How do I do that? What do I say? Oh, hey, I talk to dead people and, you know, can see like density in the body and stuff. Do you mind if I rent that room? Like, I didn't know what to say. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I don't have financials to show that I'm, you know, because I was doing it for at the time, like $50 or something a session or something like that. And so I just, I had to come back to faith and I said, if I'm supposed to, Again, not giving God, you know, orders, but if I'm supposed to hang up my license and start working in a clinic, then guide me to the place, like help me find it. Cause I don't, I can't really, it doesn't logically, like this is going to have to not make sense right. in the physical world. Right. And I got on the phone with my friend. Uh, Gretchen, who's an um, African bone thrower, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and she lived in Laguna and I live in Seal Beach and we're talking, ga, ga, ga. And she's like, I got to get going because I'm actually coming to your neck of the woods, like a block from your house because I'm meeting my friend who has a clinic, integrative health and healing clinic in Seal Beach because she's looking, she has a a room available and she's looking for someone to rent a room part-time. I was like, shut up, you know? And she's like, no, why? And I was like, because I'm clear that I'm supposed to start looking for a space. And she's like, interesting. She's like, well, I'll let you know if she's like, I'm not really, I'd rather just do Sundays once a month. So 
you know, I'll see if it's okay to connect you. And then I ended up going to work there three days later. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's that, it's like, it's like ask and then listen, pay attention. Cause yeah. they're, they can hear everything. And you know, it is really important message like asking you shall receive is not a cliche. Yeah, I, I, I totally believe that. It's it's just um you know, I, I think to I, I see a lot of people that are not afraid to ask, but they don't necessarily listen. Right. <laughs> because it's not you know, in this day and age, right, you know this, you're you're doing obviously social media and these podcasts, like this the culture's now, 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 now. If you don't say something insightful in the first three seconds, people are going to click off of it. It's like, <laughs> you know, so this is what I come up against is like, if somebody can't come in one session and, and remove every emotional wound out of their etheric bodies in one session and walk out and their whole life's different, they don't invest in themselves. Because there's so many things out there right now that are promising, like, oh, you can heal your entire life in two seconds by, you know, whatever. And we're meant, we're, our healing process is meant to bring us to faith and connection to sort to our guides and God. That's a whole point is that we understand how divinely guided we are. If we could swipe a magnet or do whatever and everything goes away, we would be robbed of the whole expo- the whole reason that we have the dang wounds in the first place. Absolutely. So you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It w- it, we would not have that experience. We wouldn't have that growth from that experience. Right. What we learn from it. Right. And, and if there's lessons walk- like... Those lessons, I assume, are sort of imprinted on our soul being or our spiritual being. Our etheric body, yeah. yeah that's- and then that can be used later on in whatever dimension we go to next. Right. Well, we go back. But so, I mean, that's a great... Uh, so, because I can see the etheric body. So, our, we, our soul comes in on in our etheric body, which is our energy body, you know, the most people can't unless you have clairvoyance or whatever can't see it. And so then our physical body is a hologram of our etheric body. It's not the other way around. You see, so we put so much on our physical, we're like, we think this vehicle means everything or this is the only thing we need to take care of. But the truth is, and what I know, you know, from what spirit has taught me, is it like, you know, like, like trauma comes in emotional trauma, physical trauma, whatever it could be accidental. It doesn't matter any level of trauma right now. We're all being traumatized environmentally by like what the shit show that is going on in right now, everywhere. (laughs) That's, you know, it's literally coming into our energy body and, and we don't, no people not enough people thank god people are starting to understand but not you know we haven't understood that we need our etheric body to be well it's a light body where it's light so oxygens for our physical when we breathe we need to bring light in 
through it's comes through the top of the head so that we can start moving stagnation and density because like for instance like a like a like an emotional wound like abuse or something as a kid comes in your etheric body first <laughs> and then it's held in there and people don't know that that needs to be healed and released and it becomes stagnant especially because then we have ptsd and our, our electrical our, our energy body electrical uh -huh. system which is our meridian everything goes haywire and that stagnation turns to density. When it once it it turns to density, it it duplicates into the physical body. It's a it's absolutely well. It's being scientifically proven now, but it's what I'm taught. And what and so we think that oh, we can cut it out of the physical body, and then we're healed. But the truth is, if it's left in the energy body, etheric body, it just duplicates again. Until we heal, until we have the courage to just, it doesn't have to be some big painful thing. It's just like, hey, yeah, that's why I have it is what it is. Uh -huh. If Because if you're alive, you survived it, right? Be empowered by it. Try to understand what it's what it means in your life and what it's trying to empower you to do instead of becoming such a victim or a victim to it but start working on on compassion self-love like i have this breathing the light video that's out there that spirit taught me that connects us to ourself and forgiveness and, and and moving density and and connecting us to our peeps and and asking to be led to our healing and towards life purpose like the whole thing spirit had me do this video with it and we need to do this so that we can start freeing ourselves and really connecting our soul with our life and our purpose here and kindness and compassion so the, because look at the collective vibration on the planet's pretty low. <laughs> because instead of coming inward and healing, people are out there pointing fingers and yeah. getting angrier and angry and more victimized and powerless. We're yeah. going the opposite direction. <clears throat> For now, I, I think oh, you no, can. It's going to change. We don't have a. I mean. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I think it's gonna switch. It has to. So so with the etheric healing, um, what how do you perceive somebody's etheric body? And when did you learn that you could even perceive it? Yeah, interesting because so when I was talking about working in my home, uh so every day, you know, so I just I ask, you know, who can I help and how can I help them, right? And I've always, and, um, and show me, how can I help? You know, just show, I take myself out of it because it's not about me. I'm being in service to whoever spirit brings to me and then God and, and guides and the, and the person. And so I just ask, how can I help? And so this woman, this young woman, uh, she's like 34 at the time, it's like four years ago, she won uh, in a silent auction at my stepson's grade school a session with me. 
because I had given it for the auction. And I answer my front door. I have the table in my living room, you know, and I'm just like, well, you know, show me what to do here, people, you know. And um, she was all just like head hanging down, depressed, like in tons of pain. And I was like, well, how, you know, what's going on? How can I help? And, and she said, well, I've been in level 10 plus pain every time I urinate for 11 solid years. She's, they were a military family. And I was oh, like, that sucks. Sucks. Said so, so ever since she had her first child who at the time was 11 and I hear her say this and, you know, so I'm in communication with my peeps and God, I'm like, Oh my God, you guys, you know, cause it's intimidating. It was intimidating a little bit. I'm like, how do I do this? You know, because it, because I won't, I don't do or say anything unless I'm guided to do it. Like, I'm not just going to make stuff up so that somebody thinks I'm doing something. So, and I knew from spirit that like they would put people in my line as they sort of said, as like, don't worry about how you'll find clients. We're going to bring them to you who we know, we, we know you can help. So here she is at my front door and I'm like, well, you know, how, how do I do this? So she comes in and she tells me a little bit and she says, I've been to every Western medicine thing. I've been on every drug. I've had pelvic floor therapy. I've this, I've that, like exhausted every possibility and it's running their lives. Now she had two kids. Her husband was in the military and they, they couldn't even plan vacations. They couldn't do anything because she was in so much pain. And so I said, well, you know, we'd go ahead and lay down. And I, so I was taught to just send light through my right hand. And, and I, when I do that, I'm able, they, they'll start pointing things out and showing me like whatever isn't, doesn't light up is density or stagnation like uh -huh. I can see um, I can see dehydration in there it just there's a look that it has and then there's like a, a stagnation that goes with it I can see swelling like when people are on steroids and and stuff like that with autoimmune it's like there's there everything's inflamed in internally actually which is crazy because the point of steroids is to reduce inflammation yeah which it does out here, but it kind of turns the inflammation inward, which is not awesome. Um, and it makes everything hot. So water is vital. But um, so I start, I started sending light through and then spirit started sort of dropping pins like, oh, boop, 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 because they prioritize for me. It's not my agenda. It's spirits, right? So I'm just listening and and I'm, I'm like, okay, well, so it was clear that, well, she had a lot of stuff going on beyond what she even knew, but, but her bladder was actually, it was a lot of emotional abuse from her mother. And so her grandmother who was passed away was the first person, person to step forward and start giving me all this information about this illness this wound is a it's a, it's a wound an emotional wound and i just started 
they have me ask questions and she's like affirming and getting, oh my God, like the detail was incredible. And then I'm like, okay, well, what, how do we fix it? You know? And I stood up and they had me like, um, uh, sending light in and, and it's not, it's beyond this people like, Oh, Reiki. I'm like, no, it's, it's like this dismantling. Like there's no other way to explain it. Somebody's like, like sometimes like pulling the, the gunk, the toxins and everything that is gathered around this. And so they started just, um, teaching me etheric surgery. Like I literally uh -huh. was watching spirit do it first with my eyes closed. And then they were, so they were just like, cause I wasn't, I was pre-med, you know, when I was 20 and my dad was killed in a car accident. And so I, my life fell apart, but um, then I was a paramedic, as I said. So I have a decent knowledge of the human body and its right. functioning and everything. So they, but they were like teaching me and then they'd hand me the tool and explain to what to do. And I did it and she left there and then a lot of others that would take me an hour to explain it but the information just kept coming and then i heard um i got startled by um like i i was aware that she was about to be like um like sexually like attacked you know um raped because I was, I could see the guy waiting and he was very, very dark and I saw her walking and I was like, oh, you know, that's what that's about. It was causing inflammation. I know it sounds crazy, but that's, they were like, okay. And that's what that's, that right there is blocking, is swelling her, her, um, ureters and, and like keeping, um, it's her inability to urinate without pain. And so I, when I got spooked by the darkness, all, all of a sudden I just heard, this is, you're, you're safe, this is God's work. And that's the first time I heard that. I was like, I opened my eyes and I just started crying because it was so clear to me that this, that I was being, this was my purpose. Like I was being taught this whole time, everything that I had ever experienced, good, bad, everything, like all the stuff, the paramedic, like everything I've ever done in my life all came and culminated into this moment of understanding, you mm -hmm. know, and it was almost like my own etheric body hands kind of went straight through the density that was in her abdomen. And she went home after that and she was down to a level three pain after 11 years. And now she's pain free and he's retired and they're like traveling the country in an RV, like living La Vida Loca. She's lost like 45 pounds. Like even I'm like, wow, you guys are no joke, you know? <laughs> it's not me it's just so it's like wow how profound and then it just then I it's, it was predominantly I would say for two years like medical like I'm working with um, a little girl with you know brain cancer who was blinded by um, the tumor and and treatments and now she's like 
see like learning to read in regular school instead of she was learning braille when I met her in um, January, like profound stuff. So, so how, how is uh, what you do? Um, um, like do, do, do uh, Western mis- uh, medicine practitioners, doctors, nurses, do they take what you do as um, scientific or they just think it's a bunch of woo-woo? No. Well, what's crazy, and now I'm working with doctor. I, actually, a, a guy flew in yesterday from Utah because his doctor made him come. And, you know, um, we're doing some powerful work. But I, I went to Utah um, myself uh, about a month or month and a half ago because I was asked to be part of a documentary. And I ended up now there's going to be three. But um, so I went there and the filmmaker and his wife and, you know, he took us to dinner, took me to dinner and then another filmmaker and the people he was filming. And then this Dr. Bueller, he's um, a chiropractor, but he does this muscle testing stuff. And, you know, so I was intrigued, you know, Jeff Hayes is, is who Jeff Hayes filmed, um, revealed films. And he's like, yeah, you should meet Bueller. He calls him Bueller. He's like, he has a real interesting story. And da, da, da. he, you know, he's also spirit taught or whatever. Or he, he learned from someone who was spirit taught, Dr. Beardall, and who's passed on. He was in a car accident. But so he's, he's not spirit taught, but he learned from someone who was. And so I was like, what? No way. I've never heard of this. So he sits us next to each other at dinner. And we had this amazing conversation. And I said, hey, because he's pretty renowned. And I said, if there's any way you'd ever let me just come watch like at your clinic, like just observe, I would, that would be so cool. He's like, when do you want to do it? And I said, well, how about Thursday? And he's like, go, sure. So he has me come in and I thought I was just going to observe. I was grateful enough to just be like, I want to see what's up. Like, what's this guy up to and see if, if I can, you know, I just, I was guided to ask. So I did, you know, that's how I live. It's like, okay, I'll ask, geez, you know? So and then all of a sudden I found myself there and he's like, come on in. And then he had a, he works with a lot of pro athletes and he's like, what do you, what's going on with him? What do you see going on? And he like threw me into it. And I was like, well, uh, and he started listening to what I was saying and then he was muscle testing his patients based on what it was I was telling him was going on because I could see it and then he took me from room to room to room and he he just started saying this is this is unbelievable I I've never experienced anything like this and he's like I you know no offense he's like but I've had thousands of medical intuitives and clairvoyants come ask if they can work with me and I've never ever experienced something like this I'm mind blown so he had me come uh, they flew me back out there and actually shot a whole nother day of filming of us working together on his patients and so profound so like we need both we have an etheric body and a physical body we need both we need both medicines right you know 
if, if a person hurts their physical body, does it affect the etheric body? Or is it, yes. or is the etheric body wounded first and then it appears to the physical body? Or it just goes both ways? No, I love that question. I love that because I'm very, because I, I was even taught, I was just like two weeks ago, I was like, oh my God, no way. Yeah, okay. Because I never, so like I said, everything, even a car accident, it, our etheric body is surrounding our physical. So let's say, you know, so you get in a car accident and a, you get a, there a blow comes to your physical body. It, it comes through the etheric body first, right. energy body. <laughs> right? So it's reverberating in there and then it hits the physical. And then you heal from whatever bruising or whatever. But it's, it's still stagnating and creating density within your energy, your etheric body. And what we're learning now is like, you can, you can have that removed, you know, you can, and that breathing the light exercise I do, it teaches like you toss it off. It's almost like you want to envision like you're, you like you took a mud bath or something. So you're, uh. you're wanting, you can clear with, and you toss it, you fling it you fling it out and the etheric body intersects with the physical body. It looks to be like this much to me, you know, looks and within the space where they intersect are the, well, the meridians, I call the energy bodies, electrical system because our spinal cord and all that stuff is our physical body. But, but so the meridians and chakras and things like this, those reside and are the communication between the etheric and the physical. And when our meridians, so they, they, they up-leveled me and taught me, you know, I mean, I knew nothing about acupuncture before, but like, um, I asked an acupuncturist to come in and, and, and needle a lymph cancer patient. I had like three, a client I had three years ago. And so I sat at the, at the head and I was sending light in because I was told by spirit goes, you know, sit down cause I was going to leave the room. And when the acupuncturist started needling her, all of a sudden I started seeing these little balls, blue balls light up. This the most beautiful blue you've ever seen. And um with every time she needled and then i was watching the energy for instance like like on this side it came up to a certain uh -huh. place and i could see it i could also feel it in my own body and then on this side i remember it only came up to here this side was here and this i said is it is it okay or is it normal that like you know something that energy shot all the the blue you know strand shot all the way up here but on this side it only came up to here and she went and she wiggled the needle and it went i'm like okay now they're both in the same she's like okay she was like what the hell you know we both were because it was my it was the moment of teaching for me and i have to agree to it so i always say yes it's i agree you know i'm yes teach me because i have the choice to say no thank you you know, right. and, um, and from there, then all of a sudden I felt like 
pain in my gut. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And then, and then I asked spirit and, the, and I could see like a needle. I was like, is this an acupuncture spot? Like, would this be a place for a needle? How about here? But she was like, yeah, and that's actually the lymph channel. Every place you're putting your fingers. I was like, no, are you serious? She's like, this is crazy. Same with the doctor, Dr. Bueller. I've been on a bunch of doctor's podcasts and stuff uh -huh. like that too. It's like, and everything I'm taught is validated when it comes out of my mouth. And they're like, wow. And I'm like, that's so it's true. I mean, I'm mind blown too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so that's the truth. Like, that's really how it works. They're like, yeah. So, so when you do this, uh, does it have to be in person or can you also do it remotely as well? Oh no, I do zoom all over the world. Yeah, I can, I just, I can, I call forward, you know, and I can look at someone's in, in, in etheric body, physical body. Um, they can, cause we, you know, we can show up in, in the fifth dimension anywhere. You know, so right. it's this human being thing is way overrated. <laughs> you know, we're really everything's an illusion here in this physical world. Like, I, you know, that's why, you know, like relationship wise, like the girl who just, you know, left the clinic wanted to know, you know, she's, she wants, she's this relationship she's interested in. So the, the guy, a theory, you know, in the theoretically can show up and give me the information about why, you know, what his hesitation is around dating her um, romantically, you know, going further with her romantically, like people, same as the loved ones on the other side, like we're all available for each other. That's why we can, I mean, I called forward my life partner because I just, you know, that's what we can do is like, we just start talking to them and calling them forward and doing whatever work we need to do to actually be ready for them uh -huh. to show up. And then they need to be ready to show up. We just, and then they show up. Right. And, um, I had recently had a guy on my show. He said he had a, like a Kundalini awakening and, then after that, he could see people's energy fields and he would see these dark masses inside their energy fields. And he would take them. He called them implants. Um, but but his, his idea was like they're, they're not like you know, an implant that we would think of like a chip or something. But it was almost like um, a negative type of or almost like a demonic type of energy mm. that was being stored there. And, and he said that he was able to help to, to remove, you know, those sort of dark demonic type of entities from the etheric field. Yeah. Is that kind of like what you do too? Or is that how you perceive it? it? Oh, I mean, that can, I mean, that guy, I said earlier in our conversation, you know, like, uh, like the pandemic, for instance, is a very low vibrating, dark energy, right? And when we like it come and, and, and entities come in on addiction, because addiction is a low vibration, it's not a judgment about the person and it's nothing. It's just that like, there are entities around and, and they can puppeteer people and, you know, um, bipolar, like 
but addiction, then people will behave in ways that are not like, you know, it's almost like they're not in charge of their uh -huh. own behavior. Um, and, you know, I've seen entities, I don't even like talking that much about it, to be honest, because, you know, um, people can intentionally sick them on you if they want to, you know, stuff like that. And that's so, actually my next guest tonight. <laughs> okay. She does, uh, um, who do, which is about like, her things about like clearing negative energy yeah. and, um, like undoing hexes, curses, and spells. Yeah. Cool. Well, I can't wait to watch that. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, before, you know, when I, when I'm clear that that's what's being asked or that that's what's going on for somebody, I just say, guys, you better be protecting me because I don't want them, you know, cause I've had the experience of that many, many times, you know, the more, the more light you're trying to bring into the world or, or, or free someone from, from this dark energy or this entity stuff, they don't like it, you know? And, um, so it's a, it, 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 you know, you really need protection and you need to know how to clear yourself for sure. Um, but, but, but I remember geez, four years or year or so ago, this woman's, um, ex fiance had, um, overdosed on heroin and she was like, I can't meet anybody. Like every time I meet somebody, this and this and that and that. Well, this guy was crazy. He was being the, the man who overdosed, he was being held he wasn't on the other side, but he wasn't here. He was like literally being held in, in from crossing over his soul from crossing over by the darkness, by these entities. They had a hold of him, but spirit, it was the craziest thing to see for the first time. I was like, Oh God, like his guys and angels, everybody was on me. It was almost like, do you remember stretch Armstrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kind of looked like, so the dark, had a hold of him here and was puppeteering him to interfere. So he was actually interfering in his fiance's life right. romantically. He didn't want to, mm -hmm. but they were having him do it. And then there was this tug of war and I had to actually help them get him over there. And once they let go at the, the beautiful process I watched, which is, they immediately, like everyone, doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, what you've been involved in, when you cross over, when you get to the other side, you're immediately like cocooned and all the guys and ev everyone shows up and just infuses this cocoon with light. And to watch this man who obviously was in a lot of emotional pain because he was an addict and overdose, he was like, I was like, Finally, he was released from it and he started apologizing to her and da, 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 da. like her whole life changed. Wow. So, so not only did you help her, you helped him. him. Because wow. probably whatever was holding him to his addiction was still holding him even after he passed yeah. away. Yeah, they were. It's serious stuff. It's no joke. So, you know, that's why I always, you know, I, I know from spirit and I tell people like, you know, be very you have the right to be choosy about who 
you hang out with or who you allow in your in your space because it is real that there are low vibrations hanging out and you and, and you don't want that in your space it's very it it, it wreaks havoc wow as is i've never been asked these questions on a podcast before so it's interesting really yeah <laughs> i would think those would be the questions everybody's asking yeah no one's asked me about that so hmm. um anyway um so on, on a spiritual side of it, uh, you know, like, like you said already, like, like, you know, like, like we're like a hologram of our, uh, of our etheric being. Mm -hmm. So, so therefore, you know, what we're perceiving as reality isn't necessarily real. Mm -hmm. Um, like, but how many, do you have any idea of like how many levels to this multi, multi-dimensional being thing is or is it just imperceivable yeah it's imperceivable it's everywhere ever it's we're we're limitless everywhere is and this I, is this as dense as we can be or can we actually be more dense than than a human being what i've been taught see i wouldn't it's what i know and what i've been taught is that like I mean, how much more how much more dense can we be? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's funny. That's what's coming through. Like we have to love ourselves. <laughs> we're ridiculous, you know. As human beings, we too, where everything is so serious and so painful and so everything, and we get so caught up in this and this isn't a judgment or whatever but we, we get so caught up in the human experience that our lives like we we can we can i've had so many older people on the other side come forward for loved ones and one of the one of the most profound simple we make everything so hard as human beings when like actually everything's so clear and simple and easy. And we, we think they're cliches, but they're just truths. And, and one of the things that they, that, that uh, this woman this said to her is a, her granddaughter was like, if I, of course they don't have regrets on the other side, but to give us words of wisdom, if I could redo anything, Right. She said once she got to the other side and she actually saw, watched her life and the things that she thought were important and the um, how, you know, the lack of forgiveness she had towards parents and, and people who hurt her, mm -hmm. like all of it was so real and so consuming. And when she got to the other side, she, she realized none of it mattered and that she had she she had crossed over and she hadn't lived her purpose because she never asked what it was because she was too consumed she was too consumed by all the things that seemed so real to her that she 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 because we get to review that when we get to the other side like did we heal the wounds we said we were going to heal uh -huh. we don't there's nothing we don't get at the demerits or go to hell or get judged like god is just here to support us every one of us and, but we want to do it on our soul's own behalf. We want to, because we, then we ascend, not just transcend, we ascend. And she's, she talked about how 
watching yourself hold on to, you know, anger around wounds and we make them mean so much when ultimately if you survived them, what, why do they mean so much? Why do we want to hold people responsible uh -huh. for it for our whole lives and miss out on everything else? And so she said, and then to see that I didn't do the things I said I would do. And, and then also I totally skipped out on my life purpose. That would have been amazing. If there's a regret, that's the biggest one. So, you know, it was advice to her, her, her granddaughter to just be like, it's not that serious. <laughs> you know, oh, right. you know and, and that happens to me too. Sometimes like I'll be out with people and, and somebody will be going on and on about a problem that they're having. And, and, and I know like sometimes people don't like me because it is, but I'm like, fuck that shit. It's not yeah. real anyway. It's not that important. Just chill out yeah, and, and, and have, have fun with this reality because yeah. you're not going to be here forever. Yeah. Well, that's great. You know, two things are coming up. Like, so this other guy, like about a month and a half ago, 41 year old father of three little kids, beautiful little kids, wife, he's comes in and uh, my air conditioner here in the clinic is a dial, right? So I spin it and it goes, you know, it clicks. Yeah. And so he's here and he's bop, bop, bop. I, I can't seem to relate. I can't connect with my kids. But why? 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 Complaining. And he's like, it's, I'm just like my dad. It's because my dad did this. My dad did that. My dad. And he's like sitting here taking up the, the hour session, right. talking about why he's a 41 year old father of three who is missing out on connecting with his kids and his wife because his daddy was mean. And spirit said, it brought my attention to the clicking that I don't otherwise notice. And, and I said, Oh, do you hear that ticking? I interrupted him, his sob story. And I mean that with compassion, but we are ridiculous. Um, and I said, do you hear that? And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's my, that's the timer on my air conditioner. Do you know how much time is left on that? He's like, no. And I was like, well, what if that timer was the timer, how much time you had left in your life? And you don't know how much, you don't know how much is left. Do you want to keep telling me how mean your daddy is? Or do you want to go home <laughs> to your wife and kids? I mean, I'll sit here and listen, but like, tick tock. Right. And he was like, you know, we, we want to experience, our souls want to experience ourselves getting the other side being like, fuck yeah, I did it. You know, like, <laughs> I live it. you know, like we want that. And, and our, and we have all the support in the world to do it. We don't have judgment. We don't have, there's nothing but pride and love coming from God and our guides. And like, that's their purpose is to, is to lead us and guide us. They said they would, and we asked them to do it. So they're here for it and they hold all the information for us. And like, so you take 
the things that you think are disempowering you the most. I was, I mean, there's a lot of hard stuff people experience. I have for sure. Yeah. It's because I'm a badass. And so that's what I like to tell people like, Hey, if you're in a shit ton of emotional pain and your life looks like it's shit, you know, because of it, it's because you're a badass. Get up, (laughs) get up. Right. Because if you want, you know, but a lot of people have created a, a, a persona around their whole identity is being a victim, you know, and they, and so they're getting what they think they need, the attention or the resources perhaps, or the, the pity, but like what you're asking coming from a victim place is that everyone look at you as though you're completely disempowered. You're powerless. Is that what you want? You, you're asking me to tell you, you know what? You're fucked. You're right. You're fucked. I agree. You're, you're, you're complete. <laughs> so now what? <laughs> like, you know, okay, great. Perfect. Now what? What do you do? Go home and stay there. Yeah. Way. I mean, what do you do with that? And why? Because everything that you, you, you know, yes, you experienced all those things, but you're, you're here talking to me. So you survived it. You're fine. And there's a reason you survived it. Now let's start, let's ask what that is. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Spirit always comes these hilarious, um, analogies, um, is they, you know, they, Spirit said, you know, until Elon Musk <laughs> comes up with a time capsule, right? right? And like the 41-year-old man, for instance, and you can convince your dad to get in it with you, first of all, right? <laughs> like, hey, daddy, I'm a grown man. Will you get in this time capsule? Because I need you to reparent me. My life sucks because... I need you to reparent me. So we're going to get in here and we're going to go back to when I was three. And then you're going to be unwounded. So you're going to come in wound free, which is impossible, right? Because we know why we come in with wounds because they're tools for transcendence. So you don't get to come in here to a body unless you agree to that. So you're going to be wound free and this come from the most loving place and reparent me from the time I'm three. And we're going to stay there in this place, in this time capsule, until you do it right. Because if you do it right, my whole life is going to be completely different. So I'm holding you responsible for my whole life. So I need you to get the F in the capsule. Who, A, who's going to do that? Like, that's what you're asking to happen. Right. You're ask. you're saying... My life won't be any different until my parent reparents me the way I need them to. I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be bummed out and wounded and everything else. You know, like you people are watching their lives, leave them. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I, I think say that this a lot. so much compassion, but it's the truth. Like, right. get up. So one of the things, like, like you mentioned, the time capsule and, and stuff like that, and I, and I've talked to guests, you know, and uh, 
we we you know, have a lot of guests that we come out and we'll talk about like quantum physics and yeah and going to the, to a place where you're beyond space and time like where yeah. those things no longer exist right and also in a multi-dimensional reality everything that could possibly that you could possibly experience or will experience is already there yeah and in, in from that perspective you can go back in time mentally fix what happened to you and then come back here and it's done. It's yeah. over. It, yeah. it, it no longer happens. But you have to want to, A, you have to want to heal. And, you know, like I said, it isn't, a. but I mean, I've done 800 sessions probably. And, you know, people are pretty invested in their victimization. And, you know, I, that's what happened with ayahuasca for me. I went and I re-experienced, I was, well, I went to another place. I re-experienced a, a lot of stuff, hard stuff. But then I changed the outcome. Like I took my power back. Right. I used my voice. I said, no, I have choice. Like uh, it was, it is so incredible. It would be a whole nother hour. But, but within that, I was able to like take myself out of it and then re and then change it, redo it, heal it because that's what, you know, ayahuasca, it severs mm -hmm. um, trauma pathway in your brain. It's proven. It's a medicine. And I had a, a rebirth, you know, like literally never went back to that, to that level of, I didn't even know I was there either. I had done so much work for years, you know, therapy and, nah, 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 and working with healers. But I went into that ayahuasca and I said, bring it, whatever it is I need to heal, take me down. Because I was that invested in my life. You see, I'd healed enough to know that my, I love myself and I matter. My life matters. Wow. My life, I, I matter. I don't care if I get left on Gilligan's Island, you know, alone for the rest of my life. I would still have my own company and God and my guides, and it would be enough. Like, if that's what was meant to be, is because you have to go through the process of loving yourself, falling in love with yourself, not just saying it, hashtag self-love. It's a process, you know, and when you fight for your life like that, because you want to experience it separate mm -hmm. from what's ever happened to you before, it changes everything. So how would you define the self? Your soul? Yeah, but, but what is yeah. it? What, do, you, do you think the soul is just a, a spark of the divine source that's in a body? I think we're all, you know, this is, it's interesting because, and this might sound crazy. And I, but I got this in the middle of the night. It was only like four nights ago. Cause I think I might've been asking that same, I didn't know I was asking that, but what came was almost like, um, like we're all, like we're all, um, like if, 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 Jesus was went up and you know like all ash 
that we're all like reincarnates of that of 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 the at, uh, coming from that same energy love and 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 vibration and but if and we're all so so we're all capable of the same you know of that level of 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 healing of love of compassion light and but that we're all here so uniquely i know this because of my own conversations with my knowing and understanding my own relationship with god is because like my life purpose, there's lots of clairvoyance, there's lots of medical intuitives, there's lots of, you know, people who look like they have similar gifts or life purposes. I know straight from source that this is my, that these gifts are uniquely mine. And because I signed up for this purpose in collaboration with God. And even though there's similar looking and whatever there is no one soul on this in a body that has an identical anything nobody now purpose wounds nothing you know which as a side note is partly why western medicine doesn't work alone because we can't put people in boxes we don't there's no one there's no energy body that's the same there's no soul that's identical therefore there is no physical body that is holding an illness in the same way just because it looks like the same thing it isn't mm -hmm. and so we need to come from both these places but we are so unique our soul so self soul whatever you want to put on it is like sometimes our heartache in our heavy heart and our block it our block from intimacy or whatever it is like sometimes that's our own soul missing the connection to self when we're too making so much of 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 everything and that's going on in in this human experience we're missing out on ourselves when we're too you know and so to understand like the reality that everything you know my my thing is like everything begins with faith everything because if you can start having faith that this is actually everything being so hard is an illusion and that we just believe and under or know that we are brilliant high vibrating light beings and that we have access to that we just agreed to have amnesia and that all that's happening is that we can't remember right now but when we start to ask our peeps and god like help me through this because i know this just shit is not real mm -hmm. can you help me i have faith that that is the truth I, 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 it, you brought up UFOs. It's like, it's like believing and knowing are two different things, right? Which is why I say faith is an unwavering knowing that right. we are divinely guided 100% of the time. Is believing in it for my understanding is like you can believe in something, you believe in things until you experience them for yourself, right? right. Like you brought up UFOs. 
Yeah, I mean, there's lots of documentaries. There's tons of information, you know, about it. So, I mean, I guess I believe in them, right? If I see one whiz by and suck up my neighbor, and then I'm going to be like, well, now I know they exist because I just saw it, right? Right. So when you start knowing and you ask to be shown, what it, guys, peeps, what is, how, what is my relationship? How do you communicate with me, with my soul? You see, that's not in a book anywhere. You can't read in a book or a workshop or anything how your guides or God communicate with you. It is such a personal thing and personal experience. The only people we want to ask is them. Right. So, so, so it's individual, definitely. Every individual has their own way of making that connection. Yes. You just, but you would just have to ask, and it's that simple. And people think, and, and I know, you know, so that is part, that is also what, you know, part of my, what I know is my mission and my purpose is to take people's hand and like, here, take the hand of your guides, man, because they, they're the ones, you ask them to do it and they'll do it. I promise you they will. Interesting. Because, yeah. So uh, I got to kind of get wrapped this up, but yeah. I do have like one really kind of, I don't know if it's a heavy question or what, but you know, we talked about the vibrational levels. Okay. And everybody that we're beings that are vibrating at a a lower level, but our true vibration is at a higher level. Now with that happening, are there people that, that, that come into this incarnation that actually manage to rather than, wanting to raise their vibration it's like they want to lower the vibration um to not so that they don't want to be for the highest good is what yes mm-hmm. yeah um well and that would be the where the dark energy comes in because you know what i, I mean which is a separate what I understand, what I've been taught is there is a separateness in darkness and low vibration and, and it is here, you know, it is present. And I've experienced plenty of people who prefer to, you know, number one is we need to um, heal to raise our vibration. You know, so when we come into the human experience and the, and the wounds our vibes, you know, so we, 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 it lowers our vibration, the woundedness and stuff. That's what we're fighting, you know, quote unquote fighting for is that Uh transcendence. But, um, otherwise I know that even when it looks like people are not doing the best that they can, unless they're darkness and it's intentional, people are doing the best that they can. Even if it look, they're doing things that look horrible and, and yeah. all this. But yeah. People don't typically. I agree. Typically, they, people don't wake up and be like, God, I'm going to be the biggest dick today I can possibly be. You know, but this is, we, we act out of our woundedness and our pain until we don't, you know. But that low vibration, I mean, what you're saying is like people intentionally want to lower their vibration. They're already in the vibration. They're, they're not interested in, in, in healing it. Right. They're so, actually interested. So, they're just, so it's just people sort of staying. They're comfortable. Maybe it would be a good word. And, right. And they're likely being run by 
darkness. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, there's that, I think, you know, they just, I just heard sociopathy, like there's sociopathic, um, that, that feels sociopathic, you know, cause I'm, I'm watching sort of someone, you know, like be in that. Cause here's like where we want, here's the, here's like the beginning of a, of a higher vibration. Right. And, and everything underneath this level is a lower vibration. So self-hatred, victimization, addiction, you know, things like that. Everybody down in here, all you can smell is anything that is a low vibration and all you're going to attract is other low vibrations. And anything here and up is untouchable. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but, but there are people that throw darts at people transcending, right? right? But so... But you then you can know it and you can do something about it. But this doesn't, once you're up here, you don't intentionally, you in fact, that's what we were saying in the beginning is like, you have worked hard enough at raising your vibration that you're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna go around and allow lower vibrations to come in your space and if if you're you know if you're in a place where they're they're there anyway it's like you wrap yourself in light it's like self-care at a whole nother level right right does that answer your question sort of (laughs) um have a um say a person is at really comfortable in their lowered vibration, right? Yeah. And, and they're not interested in raising it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this may, I, I think it's because of your story that makes me think of this. Then, then, then life throws you a shitload of curveballs and it forces you out of that. Yeah. Where you like, you don't have a choice. Like, like you're raising your vibration no matter what. Cause, cause <laughs> Otherwise, life's going to be so painful for you if you don't. Right, right. But, I, you know, it's funny because I, I know uh, uh, this example's popping in here. Uh, one of the reasons, you know, because I didn't have a choice, right? I didn't have anybody to pay my bills or to house me or to give me all the stuff. And I have an, I know someone who's in incredibly low vibration, addiction, all the things but is completely enabled by a mother at, at a, and he's an adult, you know, like a Mm -hmm. grown, grown man. And um, so he never has to really, and he does, there is like an enjoyment in fucking with people. And, and it's, then that's what I say. There's like a sociopathy feeling in there where there is no goal to actually show kindness or to raise of or heal or raise a vibration because it's too much there's a false sense of power in that low vibration because it does wreak havoc you know it wreaks havoc on other people's lives so that is because there's such a lack of self-worth at such a deep deep level that just that false sense of power from wreaking havoc unnecessarily intentionally in people's lives and it doesn't matter who they are it's like day to day that's enough and so 
you know, the healing journey would distract, detract from getting a false sense of power. And so to, to not take a look at what's actually operating under there, um, this person would likely just crumble from a lack of self-worth and self-love and everything. So it's, I don't see that ever changing because there has, like we said, there has to be, you have to fight. And I don't like using the word fight for your life, but I know I did. Right. Uh -huh. I was at a yeah. real crossroads. I had, I could have, I chose to either fight or leave. And, um, you know, sometimes people are so empowered by that darkness and the low vibration that it's enough. Yeah. I wonder sometimes maybe those people, they're just, they are serving a higher purpose, which is to be a catalyst. Mm -hmm. For change and healing. Yeah. yeah. And the people's lives that they're wreaking havoc on. Cause, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because that experience is not by mistake either. Right. There's a, there's everything is divine. Absolutely. Yeah. I love your questions. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And I love it. You go deep. I don't know if I go deep, but I just, <laughs> I just say whatever pops into my head, basically. Yeah. There's no cool. method to my madness, really. <laughs> <laughs> or if there is, I'm not aware of it. <laughs> yeah, or maybe that's it. <laughs> No, but it's cool that you bring awareness to a lot of things. So that's a, it's a really cool um, um, thing to do. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so where can my listeners find you? Uh, so, well, on Instagram, I'm uh, at etheric Bobby, E-T-H-E-R-I-C-B-O-B-B-I. And my website is, you could just go to Bobby Vogel. It goes to the same place. So it's B-O-B-B-I, V as in Victor, O, G as in George, E-L, or etherecmedicine.com. Awesome. Uh, send me those links, and I'm going to post those in the notes of this episode. That way my listeners will be able to, if they listen to this episode, or interested in finding out more, or if they cool. need your services, they can reach out to you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I appreciate Great. it. Yeah, I'll send you that Breathing the Light YouTube video as well. Okay. Yeah, it's super powerful. Uh, we're speaking about like, you know, I thought it was just taught to me. But like I said, I now understand that it's uniquely individual healing and connection to, to, to our guides and to, to lead us through healing and clearing our density. And it's just, it's really cool and powerful. So I'd love that if, you, if you'd share that. Absolutely. I'd be more than happy to. Awesome. Well, this uh, was a pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Stay on for a second. I'm going to stop recording. I want to talk to you off the air. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. Oh yes, I almost forgot. You can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need, and it's on Amazon. It'll change your life. 
because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you loved what you listened to, don't forget, rate, review and subscribe.